Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 78 of Movie Toast News and Reviews, the show where your host, Dennis and Adam, have no clue how to start an episode, and they record five different takes, none of them make any sense, and this is the one they're going with. How's it going today, Dennis? I'm doing just fine, I'm doing just fine, and why, why are you being so generous? It took only three tries, this is our third take. Only our third attempt at trying to start this episode, and you know what? I think we found it. It's the Movie Toast, the show here for you Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews we talk about TV too right I, I think so yeah 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 movie toast red light Dennis I give you a red light <laughs> don't burn that oh, toast boy. don't you burn it buddy boy boy Point two five slices. That last crispy oh, corner that's just crumbly bits and dirt dust. We we do have a lot of ground to cover. We're kind of all over the place this episode, folks. As as it sounds coming into it, I think we will be going out of it because uh we got some we got some new stuff in here. We're hitting you up with a couple of uh film based series this episode and uh a little something old something new which is kind of the standard but anything blue dennis blue well i dropped something blue i got rid of that uh paramount plus i gave him one last shot and i finally said oh it. instead i i gave him the shaft oh oh, oh. i don't know how to take that i is <laughs> oh boy you know what, Dennis? Uh, I'm excited to hear your review of whatever that may be. Whatever that fit, whatever, whatever that could possibly. I be. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Dawson's Creek, the movie. The last, yeah, <laughs> my the last thing I ever watched on Paramount Plus was the Dawson's Creek film that was unreleased until now. That's how they got the viewers. That's how they got my eyes all over that that creek. Mm-hmm. That with that Dawson. <laughs> I, that's about. That's those are the two things I know. What about. a hunk about the show that's all i know so is it a property yeah. owner landowner like yeah. is there is there a lot of like is this, is this a real estate agent is that uh, i think that's what it's about that makes sense what are we doing oh my goodness well I love it. <laughs> i'm gonna get out of this one by giving you some polls watch out oh. so last week dennis yeah. i reviewed the the old hidden film Zack snyder's justice league AKA the Snyder cut the that hidden the fans gem? want it so much. So I wanted to know what other movies. Yes. The hidden gem. Nobody's ever seen before, uh, but there's a lot of movies that were shot and then changed. And, and now I'm like, what do, what do people want to see that they, they hadn't seen before unreleased cuts. So I went with the air cut, uh, the, the David air cut of suicide squad, the Phil Lord and the Chris Miller cut of solo. The Josh oh. Trank cut of Fantastic Four. And then the rated R cut of Miss Doubtfire. Um, <laughs> there was no fourth one I could think of. So I just went with that because oh, that was I'm surprised. Like three weeks ago. Can I now? Obviously, it will have what, zero what, what votes, did I forget? But I have one I would suggest. At least one that I've always wanted to see cut together. Uh, the Whole Bloody Affair. I want to see Kill Bill 1 and no, 2. No, that, that exists, Dennis. I saw that. I saw it in the theater. So it exists. People, pe- other people seen it, Dennis. It, it, okay, it does. It, but it's only yeah. in theatrical format, though, right? Like there isn't like a is there a single copy version? Yeah, maybe there might be like a foreign DVD. I don't think so. Okay, I, I saw the I saw Quentin's cut. I saw his actual reel at okay. his theater. Okay. So it's like it's legit That's on a, a Christmas. I, I was solo. 
Well, there we yeah. go. That would have been the only abstinence in the city. That, added, that's but... the beginning. I, I I wish you were there, Dennis. I wish you were there. But uh, out of any of those, what would you be interested in seeing? Oof. Or what do you think was the hot one? Who who gets who who deserves a second chance? You know what? There's a lot of things where I'm just kind of like, mm, I'm not. Re-. It's kind of like my initial reaction to the Snyder cut of just like, well, wait a minute, why why do I? I'm not familiar with the original source, so why 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 would I? want to reinvest so i'm going to pull a wild Fair card enough. i want to see some fucking rated r uh miss delphire i want to see some unleashed robin williams let's get the full yeah. the full effect if that's true that i would love to see whatever that was well you're the only one dennis i got zero percent i was shocked what about you sir uh for me it would be it would be solo because so, okay. i want to okay. see a comedy version of that movie but yeah, I, don't know. I like the original version, the version that came out. But uh, apparently people said, mm, Me too. yeah, it's it was a tie between uh, the Fantastic Four and Solo. Everyone wants to see the the suicide cut. But really? uh, apparently Warner Brothers said that's not happening. I don't know how it could be improved, but you never know, I guess. Well, I guess I mean, it worked in in, in the, the Justice League's favor, I guess. So why not? But at least but there it was originally going that direction anyways. Right. And then it got changed. They changed course during production. So that's really I think that's the major difference. Whereas true, not quite as much changed while they were making the movie. Like it's still they were still making the same movie, essentially. Whereas from what it sounds like, Justice League completely shifted, you know, another direction. I think 80% of it was rewritten. Yeah, that's Jeez, true. man. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that sounds like a whole other movie altogether. So that's, it makes sense. At least, again, going off yeah. of what you gave it, your your input on it. I, I'm sold. It's on my, my brand spanking new yeah. HBO Max queue waiting to be viewed when I have that four hour. And the beauty time. is you don't even know what the original was like. Exactly. So yeah. I'm actually really excited so to just watch it for blind. that reason. Staying in that realm. Who everyone's favorite theatrical uh, Superman was out of uh, Henry Cavill, Brandon Roth, 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 Roth. I'm going to go with Brandon Roth. Uh, if, if not, Roth. Fuck yeah. it. I don't know. I made yeah. it up. Christopher Reeve and uh, George Reeves. And, oh, wow. Uh, that's okay. all I got. For that going movie. all the way back. Wasn't a cinematic universe, but I, I could have used some Dean Cain. Dean Cain love in there. No, no. Yeah, no I Kane. was tempted, but I said, nah. <laughs> No. no movies only no movies dc only. dk C- whatever cinematics yeah D- <laughs> even no, though DC i think george reeves might have been like a radio that's true i don't know you, we are we are bending the what yeah. regardless it, i no one voted no one voted for him <laughs> is my guess no i don't know how you would know that but yeah that's true so uh who do you think people voted for henry cavill that's number true. one 75 percent boom yeah. yeah like yeah he's N- number two he's got the look you know he's, i'd get it he's got the look he's, he's he's got the he's got the posture soups all day he eats all the soups lentil chicken noodle he might even fuck with a bisque once basil oh oh don't basil even get him soup? started on a just bisque like separate from the tomato it's it's own. i don't know just a basil soup Dennis, a big steaming bowl. Of <laughs> the only soup. soup that I know is chicken noodle, man. I don't know. I'm just pulling these soups out of my ass. And if it don't come Chris out of Christopher Reeve came in second place. Campbell's on the name. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all I like. Maybe, maybe some homemade. All I need is chicken, some chicken broth, and some noodles. I don't need. I don't need healthiness. Fuck healthy. Fuck it all day long. Maybe a soft boiled. Brandon Ralph got six percent. Moving on from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know, uh, now that we got Justice League out of the way, 
what was the next DC movie people were looking forward to out of the Suicide Squad, the, the James Gunn one, uh, the Batman, the one with the sparkling Bat Boy, uh, the Flash, the one with the uh, yeah, the, the new Flash, and uh, Black Adam with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> And uh, I was very shocked by these numbers. It was a fair, even spread. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone got some love. Suicide Squad, my guess. Surprisingly, surprisingly, Black Adam, last place with 11%. Suicide Squad, second to last with 17%. Okay. Oh. So, so do you want to readjust with the Batman say, and the Flash? Black Adam makes sense to me. that Because I just feel like that has the least... Uh, awareness of mm-hmm. fan base, you know, like it's it's got to develop that more, and then then I'll yeah. change my answer. But it's to, the to Rock, Batman. exactly. That's what makes okay. it a safe yeah. bet. That's, no, that's no, what makes, no. Yeah, the Batman got twenty eight percent. The Flash wow. got forty four. Huh. I'm thinking people want to see all the Batman come together. I'm thinking and the Flashpoint stuff. I think that's what people are looking forward to. Maybe are there that I really thought Allen it would have been the Suicide Squad or the Batman. I guess. I think people are, are looking forward to seeing Michael Keaton come back. He was a good character. I liked him. He was he was comedic. He was fun. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Moving on. We talked a little bit about uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, the first episode on our last episode. Uh, so I wanted to know, um, out of the first episode, I wanted to know uh, which show had the better first two episodes out of WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Ooh. Ooh. Damn. Uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, give it to my bros. Yeah. So, sorry, Wanda. I, yeah. I loved, I mean, I loved the show, mm-hmm. but I think uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier started off stronger. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. Uh, 77% agreed with us, uh, and WandaVision got yeah. 23%. So, yeah, that was I, cool. I, I, I applaud yeah. them taking a risk. It just didn't let pan out for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Story-wise, you got a little bit more out of Falcon, and Winter Soldier rather than the mystery and the sitcoms and longer episodes. But uh, so I wanted to stay in the realm of the MCU. I wanted to know uh, what MCU movie people were looking forward to the most out of Black Widow, Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder. Now, I, I'm pretty, you know, I'm partial to Spider-Man myself, but it's a tough choice between that and Doctor Strange for me personally. I think, though, I might lean. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. I think I lean a little more towards Doctor Strange. I want to see the I want to see the, the more okay. the magic. All right. So zero percent went to Black Widow. Wow. The movie Ouch. that we could have seen a year ago, which yeah. I thought there was some hype on. Yeah, I was shocked. Five percent Thor Love and Thunder. OK, which I thought it would have been a little higher. Sixteen percent for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And a staggering seventy nine percent for Spider-Man No Way Damn. Home. All right. I feel like it's justified. As of the release of this episode, Godzilla vs. Kong came out. So I want to know people thought the best uh, fucking uh, Godzilla movie was out of uh, the original 54 Godzilla, the 98 Matthew Broderick Godzilla, the 2014 Elizabeth Olsen Godzilla, and the uh, 2000, I want to say, 18 Shin Godzilla. And uh, I was kind of shocked by these uh, numbers. Okay. It's like between those, I'm going with the, what is that? Elizabeth Olsen vehicle. That was a fun, a fun time to watch in the yeah. theater for me personally. I, I, I had a great time. Yeah, I, I liked watching her and her, uh, her brother act as husband and wife. That was kind of creepy. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch being married. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Killing Brian Cranston off. Spoilers. Yeah, no, uh, everyone agreed with that. 67% went to that and the... The, the, there There is a tie for last place. Uh, but uh, what do you think came in uh, with 33% right behind that? Uh, Shin Godzilla. 
Yeah, I thought so too. No, not at oh. all. Oh my god! Nope. Don't tell me. Oh, I don't gotta tell you. I think you know. Oh man. Okay, people, yeah. have you watched Ferris that Bueller recently? versus a lizard? Have you have you <laughs> have you watched Ferris Bueller versus mm. the iguanas recently? Because it is not what you remember. It is. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Uh, so I got one more poll left in the same realm of Godzilla and Kong. I wanted to know um, who people are rooting for. Who who are you rooting for out of the, out oh. of Godzilla, out of Kong, out of both of them, or out of the humans? Two of them got George 0%. or Lizzie. One got eighty. One got twenty. What I said is it George or Lizzie? The the, the rampage characters. Oh, was, okay. Trying trying to be a funny. Did you see rampage? It, it was a wacky movie. No, I I haven't I haven't yet. I got it in the queue. I'm I'm gonna get really really baked, unbelievably baked before mm. watching that one. I mean, it was okay. It just made no sense. Okay, cool. So so I'll be in the right mindset. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, we one got eighty percent, one got twenty percent, two got zero percent. Who would you want to see win, Dennis? Uh, I, I think people would say Godzilla would win. That is correct. Kong came in 20%. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I could see that. I like Godzilla, but I don't... I don't think it would be an easy battle. It's not like it would just be cut and dry. You know, it's not like Godzilla would just own him. I think it would be... a. It, we're, and we're about to find out, aren't we? Next, uh, next episode, we True. might have a review or two of... Godzilla versus Kong. See, but I don't like this current Godzilla. I don't like I don't like him. I don't like the movies, but I do like the current Kong. So okay, I don't know. Interesting. I just don't know, Dennis. Well, that was a lot of polls. It was a lot of poll, big poll talk. Why don't we get into some reviews? What do you think? I guess I guess that makes sense. Um, I did something I normally don't do, man. I watch an older movie. Normally, I pride myself on watching newer things, but uh, I met up with some older friends of mine from some greener pastures. Oh yeah, and I watched uh, a duo for the cinematic ages. Oh, I watched really the Tom Hanks fucking Reginald Vell Johnson movie Turner in Hooch Hooch. God damn it. I, I, you know, I don't know why I keep calling him Hooch. Who would name a dog Hooch? <laughs> Turner and Hooch. I did it again, Hooch? man. I can't say Turner and Hooch, man. I can't say it. <laughs> Hooch. Hooch. Like, what the fuck type of name is Hooch? Turner and Hooch. Hooch. Hooch makes a little bit more sense, I guess. <laughs> You put the fine china in the hutch. <laughs> uh, so, Dennis, you know, it's a classic movie, but I completely do not recall seeing it as a child. I know I've seen it. So I don't I see, either. I'm coming in with blind eyes here, man. So let me walk you through. Picture, picture a man named Tom Hanks. He's a clean freak, and he's just about to leave his small town for the big city. He's a cop, by the way. Right before that, he has to train a new cop that goes by the name of Carl Winslow. All right, well, he's not Carl Winslow in this, and he's not the guy from Die Hard. But God damn it, Reginald Johnson is being trained by Tom Hanks. And right there, I'm like, sign me the fuck up. Yes. One of the guys... Uh, no, I'm not going to. I was about to I was about to go through and I was about to walk you through the step by steps. Also, another favorite of mine, Craig T. Nelson's in it. Oh, man. Craig T. Nelson. What a guy. Craig T. Nelson. I guess I'm just I'm, I'm just reminiscing over old sitcom actors. He's a coach. You want to walk the hooch? He is a coach. I do want to walk the hooch. Oh, boy. All right. So pretty much what happens is a junkyard style dog who's slobby as can be witnesses his faithful owner being murdered animal rescue wants to put him down i don't know why because he's too rambunctious and tom hanks 
reluctantly decides to take the dog in because he thinks the dog deserves a chance and he thinks the dog might be able to help him solve the murder. Needless to say, the dog does help him solve the murder. So it's kind of like a buddy cop comedy with a man and a dog. But to be honest with you, I don't fucking know. There's a lot of just him and the dog and then... It's like, I don't, I don't get it. You don't see a lot of like sleuthing happening here. You know, I, I'm, I don't know. I like the movie. It's just, I don't know why there had to be a murder. I don't know. Disney plus is making a new sitcom out of this. Uh, and, um, yeah, you never guess who's going to play the, uh, classic character Turner. It's going to be, uh, Josh, uh, from Drake and Josh. I don't know if he's playing Tom Hanks, son, oh. but fucking reginald bell johnson's back i don't know none of this has to do with my review so i don't know i'm sorry so pretty much it's a it's a dog eat dog world here dennis turner and hooch ah oh, god damn it i did it again turner and hooch i <laughs> fucking talk. why am i doing this turner and hooch uh yeah i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a two slices of toast because i guess it's a good movie i enjoyed it but it was just it could have been better. I just could have right? watched this guy hanging out with the dog. I didn't need murder. Yeah. Hooch. If it was Turner and Hooch, <laughs> I, I think it'd be a better movie. But uh, no, it's a good movie. It's on oh. Disney Plus. So check it out if, if you want to watch a movie from the 80s. But the ending of this movie is so fucking sad. I don't even want to tell you what happens, kids. I cried. And, oh. and when my friends fucking watched it with me, they explained what a... happened. And I'm like, that happened? What, Dennis? It's a man and a dog movie, and you tell me that only goes one direction when you end a dog movie review like that. So It does. Thanks. But there's a twist <laughs> in the movie, Dennis. You you don't know who or what did it to him. And uh, spoiler alert, it might have been a coach who shot him. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not Mr. spoiling Incredible. anything, Dennis. Did, what did you watch this week? Did you watch Turner and Hooch? Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, he's no, a, he's a no. crooked cop. Yep. Oh, darn. Well, uh, instead, I watched a movie about a guy who would help put down some crooked cops. As he, as he turned in his badge in the beginning of this film, I'm talking about the 2000 version of Shaft starring Samuel L. Jackson. Classic film that, well, is this classic? It's it's a sequel to a classic. It's trying to pick up the storyline of the original uh, Richard Roundtree version that he's actually the nephew mm -hmm. of the of John Shaft from the uh, series that we are familiar with. In this world, it's in 2000. It is modern time. He is a police officer. He's a detective for NYPD. Shaft is had enough. He saw another white guy get away with uh, murdering another black man, and he's sick of just greasy palms and cash being able to get these people off. So he's going to do something about it himself. Turns in his badge, turns in his gun. He's got his own gun, and he's going to dole out his own justice. Now, it's like, yeah. does this sound unique in any way or like wildly different from Shaft movies we've already seen? N no, because it's... Kind of a lot of the same stuff. Now, I got to admit, it, it does have that badass Shaft flavor. I, I love the dialogue that uh, Sam Jackson's delivery mm -hmm. is classic. His, I mean, it's it's exactly the type of Samuel Jackson you want to see on screen. He's awesome. The movie was OK, though. Like, it's yes. kind of like it's a very OK action movie. There's like nothing that surprises you or blindsides you in it. That was kind of what I'm waiting for. I was waiting for some big movement. And it's just kind of like, oh, Christian uh, fucking Batman keeps uh, getting away with terrible shit. And I want to see all the bad things happen to him. And then mm -hmm. once it finally happens, I'm kind of like, oh, that's over. OK, 
So uh, short and sweet of it. Yeah. This was a, a title. I, I, I agree with you. I rewatched this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's fine, but it's not like it's, it's not like amazing. and it drags and it's it's under two hours, but it just drags. Uh, yeah. And it's like Sam Jackson has swagger, but he doesn't have the Richard Roundtree swagger. And it feels very much like we're trying to just inject it with this flavor. You know, In, instead of it being organic, mm-hmm. like he just it's it's there. Um, even having Isaac Hayes come back to do the song, it's like sounded a little rough. Guess what? He sounds like he's aged 30 years, you know, like it's it's uh, I don't think it quite hits the same way. I'm giving Shaft two slices of toast. It's a decent movie. It's it. It's all right. It sits right in the middle like it's uh, it's bubblegum. It's fine. It's it's not going to blow your socks off, though. Uh, this was actually my final viewing, like I had teased before, of trying to get a film in on uh, Paramount Plus before we lost access to it. And oddly enough, you don't need Paramount Plus. Found I just found out you can watch it for free on IMDb TV. So if you'd like to watch the <laughs> 2000 version of Shaft, go ch- go to IMDb TV. Check it out there. But I'm going to I'm telling you now I'm giving it two slices. Much like you, it's like we're 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 jumping off the hype train. We're trying to expect you to jump on. And I'm just kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll watch you go by. It's fine. Well, honestly, for me, I think the thing is Shaft was such a movie of its time. Like it was a black exploitation, and you just can't do what you could do in the 70s. You can't do the same thing in 2000s. It just doesn't work when you're doing a studio movie like that, I think. And exactly. the same thing happened with the 2018 version of shaft it's more of a modern day movie and it's like a continuation it's like a legacy it's like hey you like this thing before we'll dangle a little bit of that in here but uh you're not getting the full flavor the full zest yeah i I get exactly what you're trying to say because it doesn't sit on your tongue while you're you don't get to savor it while you're watching it like this is something that you know was powerful on screen that first time it was there this just kind of feels like, oh, we're rehashing something. And instead, mm-hmm. it's almost like, well, what if if they took it another direction entirely and made it like comedic? You know, that might have been a different movie. You know, yeah, that might have been something that could have been fun. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's the right move or, you know, maybe it should have been harder. It should have been a harder. I, I feel like they didn't let Richard be shaft. I feel like wasn't he just like a, a kind of old guy in the bar talking about the glory days? Like he wasn't really doing anything monumental in this i mean he he backed him up at one point but yeah like it's he his presence on screen is much more oh you've you've seen me in the in the series already you know who i am and you know he addresses him as nephew see they give him a little bit more in the next shaft movie you get generations of shaft working together and he has some badass moments so they redeem him a little bit i wouldn't say check it out right away it wasn't a happily ever after review for us on that one. No, no. <laughs> Do you get you got something to make us happy though? I might have something to make us happy. I have this uh, movie called Happily, starring Joe McHale and this woman named Carrie Bish. I might be saying her name wrong. She plays the uh, wife on the show Halt and Catch Fire. She's been in a lot of things. So it's about a husband and wife. They've been married for fourteen years. They are just as passionately in love with one another as they were when they first met. They are fucking all the time. They're madly in love. The just there's chemistry flying left and right. And oh, okay. their friends are kind Wonderful. of fed up with this. Their friends are all wow. in regular marriages and they're like, why are they not fighting? Why are they not as, as unhappy as we are? 
And then one morning, a guy played by Stephen Root shows up to their house, and he uh, tells them that they're not normal. He offers them two syringes with some serum in it that will make them go back to normal, make them like everyone else, make their spark die. <laughs> they don't like what they hear, and the wife ends up killing Stephen Root. They bury his body, and they, they flee. They go on a vacation with their friends. Oh my God. And... Once they're there, they think their friends might have been setting them up with this. They start thinking, oh, shit, maybe this was a prank and we just killed an innocent man. They they're they're kind of freaking out, but they're like they're trying to keep their cool. They're trying to pretend like nothing's wrong. And they're trying to figure out which one of their friends might have done this. They're trying to figure out what really is happening. And there's some twists and turns. And this okay. this movie has quite the cast. It has a uh, fucking Paul Shear. Natalie Morales, John Daly, I, uh, Charlene Yee, a bunch oh, of people. Dang. So I, I don't want to spoil what happens, but it's interesting. This is kind of like a Black Mirror or Twilight Zone episode in elongated form. There's this comedy in there. There's intrigue. There's some dark cynicism. It's just an interesting movie. I really enjoyed this movie. I'm going to give happily okay. three slices of toast. Uh, you can rent it oh, nice. anywhere uh, on demand for like six bucks. I bought it for 14 bucks. This is one of the few and far movies that I actually purchased and turned out to be a good movie. So I'm happy I, I didn't waste 14 bucks this time. <laughs> nice. Good. I'm glad that I, I do that. It was lot. a good bet this, this week. Hey man, you don't, you don't win without taking a yeah. risk. And right? there's so much more I want to tell you about it. There's, there's so much more I want to tell you, but I feel like I might spoil things. So I can't, I, I will not tell you. Ugh, okay. But okay. it's definitely worth everyone checking out if they yeah, get I mean, a chance. Intrigued. I assume it might might be on Hulu eventually one day. But uh, what do you got? You just uh, you you have something else uh, coming up the pipeline here? I do, sir. Given given all this uh, superhero talk, I honestly have not paid a whole lot of attention to like the DC universe. And now that uh, uh, my wife and I've got into HBO Max, I started cruising through a lot of the uh, animated features, which. I know I've enjoyed some of them in the past, so I uh, thought I'd take a peek at one of these uh, newer kind of one-off ones that sounded interesting, and this was Superman Red Sun, which was released in 2020, and uh, this tells the story of our main hero, Superman, Kal-El, but uh, with a little twist. What if instead of landing in Kansas, he lands in the Soviet Union during the Cold War, and then becomes a... Yikes. incredibly powerful patriotic figure for the USSR. It's an interesting thought experiment. Um, I honestly was very intrigued by the idea of the story. I remember when the like the story arc one off comic book series came out, it kind of had a big, big impact. People thought it was neat. So I was curious. Uh, it's originally written by uh, Mark Miller. So it's it's got some punch. You know, it's going to be something intense and dark. And this was directed by Sam Liu, mm-hmm. who has done a whole lot of these. And honestly, has done some good work. Uh, the Suicide Squad feature that I enjoyed, he directed. And the Batman Killing Joke movie, which I didn't quite necessarily enjoy, he also directed. So yeah. I was curious to see where this landed. It starts off fantastic. Uh, I was honestly kind of surprised by some of the voice act, uh, voice casting. Uh, Dietrich Bader as Lex Luthor. Off the top of my head, I wouldn't guess uh, I wouldn't pick him, but he sounded awesome. He had this, you just, you know, Dietrich Bader's kind of intense, deep voice that he can do. And he just does that, that very dramatic spacing in his words. And it it just, he just turns it on. I don't know. It it sounds cool. I thought he did a good job. Then there's uh, some recognizable voices in there, like Phil Lamar, uh, Amy Aker, 
few people who have done a lot of other voice acting work. Really, what's interesting about this is this kind of reimagining of a lot of these characters' backstories, where obviously Superman is uh, now in the Soviet Union. This changes the shape of where some of the other characters' origins then come into play. For example, Lex Luthor is now nowhere near as evil a guy anymore now that he has something to kind of fight against. He's uh, uh, as connected as he is, I would say. Like, he's kind of, he's a lot of the same Lex Luthor you'd imagine, except his motivation is much more about helping the world and not letting communism conquer all. Like, he's still kind of evil, though. He still does some bad things. What's, it's interesting watching this film trying to decide who the antagonist is because it changes throughout the film. Immediately, you just want to be like, huh. oh, it's Lex Luthor. But over time, you're recognizing, no, it's Superman. Superman mm-hmm. is actually the antagonist. There's We see this alternate version of Lois Lane where she's married to Lex Luthor, who over time, over the decades, he uh, grows till the point where he steps out of the limelight of running a business to getting involved in politics. And uh, Lex Luthor becomes president while... Uh, Superman is the dictator of the Soviet Union because he assassinates Joseph Stalin. Wonder Woman decides she's going to side with the Soviets and not the uh, Americans. So she has a Soviet themed uh, uniform for a long time. It gets really intense. And then uh, Batman is um, Batman's backstory is completely different where it's not uh, Bruce Wayne in Gotham. It's a young boy who watched his parents slowly starve to death in the gulag. And he was lived in a cave most of his life in this prison camp. So now he <laughs> is a he's Batman, a bat themed terrorist who is blowing up museums and all of oh. these like he's killing tons of people. It's it's intense. I got to say, I had a great time watching this movie. The script does not pull any punches. Yeah. It is it is dark. I feel I know I didn't read the original books, but it definitely had these moments that felt like they were trying to give nods to their source material uh, the fight scenes were awesome. It felt like watching uh, an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Just uh, normally I'm not a Superman fan, but getting to see Superman just wreck shit like this was pretty cool. Uh, and then just seeing like this bad version of Superman. And then what do you do with an evil Superman? Or at least when you're on the other side of Superman, what do you do? You're going to believe your side is good. Mm. Uh, anyways, I, I had a lot better time watching this than watching Shaft, so I'm entirely honest. <laughs> And I, like I said, I caught this on HBO Max, and I'm giving this three slices. Uh, Superman Red Sun, it is a solid feature. Please don't let the fact that it is animated inhibit your curiosity. I know that's a thing that turns a lot of people off, like this is just for kids. I can tell you right now, this was not written for children in mind. (laughs) This is... Without giving too many spoilers away, people do some fucked up stuff in this in this movie. And it's a it's a wild ride. Highly, highly recommend it. Nice. That's not bad. That's just another entry of superhero stuff. I know we've been doing a whole whole lot of those things. You got to get something else that is even more superhero ness or are you going somewhere else? I mean, I don't have anything superhero. I, I'm going in a different direction, but it has the brutal physicality of such uh, Red Sun Superman, like you were talking about. I um, like it. I saw this new movie called Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk oh, of uh, really comedic fame. Uh, he rose to fame in this uh, Mr. Show, uh, pretty much breakout role uh, in Breaking Bad uh, as Saul Goodman. Or now his own show, Better Call Saul. The movie starts off, Bob Odenkirk is a regular guy. He's stuck in a rut. 
His wife and him are in a loveless marriage. His kids kind of don't respect him. Well, his elder son doesn't respect him. His younger daughter does. She loves him. Uh, And he works for his wife's father and his brother-in-law. He's just treated like shit. He rides the bus. It's just kind of sad. And then one night, some people break into his house. That's when shit gets kind of crazy. Like, he goes down, he grabs a golf club, and then his son kind of jumps out of nowhere and tackles one of these people. Bob Odenkirk has the jump. He can knock the shit out of this one person with the golf club, but he decides not to. It's like, what? And... He ends up kind of scaring them away. He, he, he tells his son, get off them, let them go, let them go. And then they call the cops. Everyone thinks he's a coward. Everyone gives him shit. And he's like, you know, I'm fine with that. It's cool. And then he goes to work the next day. His brother-in-law gives him shit. His father-in-law gives him shit. And everyone thinks he's a giant, like, sissy. He gets home later that day. And his daughter's like, Daddy, have you seen my kitty cat bracelet? I've been looking everywhere. I can't find it. You don't think they stole my kitty cat bracelet, do you? And then you just see him get pissed off. He storms out of his house. And it's like, what the fuck? Something snaps in him. Uh, Because you see as... As he's doing this, he sees like uh, when these people are invading his house, he sees a tattoo on the on one of their uh, wrists. So you see a montage of him going around finding tattoo parlors and trying to find out who gave this person the tattoo so he can find them. And then he he goes to the, he finds out who they are. He goes to their house. He's ready to fucking kill these people. They don't know anything about a kitty cat bracelet. And there's a big reason why he doesn't kill him. He ends up leaving. And then you just see him leave their apartment. And he's frustrated. He's bare knuckle punching a brick fucking alleyway wall. And he's just raging. He wishes he could have like just killed these people. But he didn't for a very good reason. And he gets on a bus. Uh, There's there's this car full of drunk assholes. These like foreign guys who are just drunk out of their mind. They crash next to the bus. Then they get on the bus. and. You hear inner monologue like him wanting. He's like, get on the bus. I just want to fuck you up. Like, no, better dialogue than this. It kind of <laughs> feels like a like a noir film, the way he's talking. And these these guys start giving. There's only uh, him, the bus driver, and like a young lady. And these guys come on and they're hassling this young lady. They're, they're just being rude. They're drinking. Bob Odenkirk kind of walks past them. Has the bus driver get off the out of the bus? They look at him. They're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, oh, "I'm gonna fuck your day up. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you." And there's an intense fucking brawl that happens. He <laughs> he gets the shit kicked out of him. That he kicks the shit like a like at one point he's tossed out of a fucking bus uh, out of the window of the bus, and you think he's down for the count. He gets up. He goes back in. And he just annihilates these fuckers. One guy he almost kills because, like, he fucks up his throat. But he decides to kind of, like, cut his throat open and, like, gives him a little tracheotomy so the guy doesn't die. He leaves. And, like, he feels fulfilled. He goes home. Like, he has stab wounds. He's all fucked up. And, like, his wife stitches him up and stuff. But it turns out these people that he fucked up, the guy who he gave the tracheotomy to is in the hospital. And he's, like, on in, like, the ICU but his older brother is like in charge of like this Russian gang. He's in charge of like all the money that Russia has been like kind of like laundering in, in the city. And so oh, these people are now after him. They, they And he's, he's OK with that. He He's like, whatever things happen. 
Uh, but they go to his house and then once they go to his house, he's like, fuck it. He's on a war page. He wants to find the bossy and it's it's this brutal, intense movie. It feels like a 70s like uh, crime thriller. It feels like a death wish. It's it's so fucking brutal, but there's some good comedy in it. And it's written and uh, created by the guy that did John Wick. So, you know what you're kind of in for. Okay. Uh, but every character in this movie is fully fleshed out. Everyone feels like they have a purpose. They have a point of view. Oh man. And the story, the, the, the action is so intense. Like there's some set pieces that are just top notch. Like this bus thing was great. The final showdown, there's this giant siege. Oh God. It's so good. The music is stunning in it. It fits so perfectly in this. His Ooh. dad uh, is played by um, Christopher Lloyd. And he has some action scenes in this, like <laughs> the end of the movie is Christopher Lloyd and him and his brother played by uh, the Wu-Tang member uh, who I really like as an actor slash director. Uh, Riza uh, is his brother and the three of them are kind of fighting these Russians in the end. And it's so fucking intense. And oh, man, I loved everything about this movie. It was so brutal. It was so funny. There was never a dull moment. The characters were top notch. The writing was great. Oh God, I can't say enough about this movie. I, I want to see it again. I will buy this movie when it comes out. I'm giving the movie nobody four slices of the toast. It's so fucking Holy great. shit. Wow. Okay. Damn. I was like, yeah. I was already excited. One of my favorite movies. I think my favorite movie this year. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, you heard it here, folks. Nobody is for everybody. And it's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the writer of this did uh, John Wick, but he also ties into our show. Because uh, he's one of the writers on Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we're going to talk about episode two in a little bit. We'll give some spoilers. But you, you have a review coming up of, of a kind of a movie franchise turned into a TV show, I think, right? I do. I do, actually. Uh, th- this is now, folks, bear with me, please. Because, again, in the past, as we've uh, talked about, we like to dip into the movie universe series. And we had expressed interest in the Mighty Ducks. And uh, I went ahead and uh, dipped my toe in. Um, wife and I both checked out the, the pilot episode this last week. And I got to say, I am very glad we did. Starts us off with we're, we're jumping right into seeing the duck, the Mighty Ducks. Now, this is not the team that you rec- you remember from the first film back in the 90s. This is like we are standing in the arena. This is the big show, like the, it is full of family and parents and their, the jerseys are badass. They got music, they got lights. It's all dramatic and shit. And we're getting ready for the big, you know, <laughs> and, and it's just like, whoa, okay, this, this is intense. The, the, the ducks are now a team with a lot of, a lot of title. They mean a whole lot. Um, our main character, he's, he's just honored to be a part of the team, but now we're moving into the next age group. We're going to go into full contact hockey. So, we're, we're about to play some real sports here. We're about to be smacking each other around. And uh, our main character, Evan, he uh, he gets cut from the team. He is not Mighty Duck material. Man. So he's understandably Which is ironic. bummed. You know, well, wouldn't you be? This is all, all, he, These are his friends, classmates that he plays hockey with. You know, understandably, his mom is also pissed. And she makes a big scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, she makes a big scene. She walks out in the middle of the ice. And just starts yelling at the coaches, the parents. The mother is played by Lauren Graham of uh, recognizable Gilmore Girls fame. Oh, um, I love her. She and it, she's she's fantastic. She's just very much a mom, you know, she, perfect mom, perfect TV mom. And she moms it up hard in this and it, in, in the best possible mm-hmm. way. So she makes this big old scene, <laughs> embarrasses the shit out of her son. Evan is just he's dreading going back to school. He gets he gets back there and he now the, the kids on his 
team won't even hang out with him because he's not on the team anymore. He's now like below them and he's got to like make new friends. He's completely cut out. Huh. His mom decides, screw it. There's a there's a slot left uh, right before the season starts. We're going to make our own team. You just go to school and you start making uh, you start finding other kids that want to play hockey. And he begrudgingly is like, oh, I got, all right, I guess I'll try to find other kids that want to play hockey. And ironically enough, the uh, one of the announcers, <laughs> he does like the Mighty Ducks kids podcast is this really funny character you meet right at the beginning of the movie that <laughs> ends up recruiting him because he's not very athletic, but he understands the sport very, very well. In the assembly of the team, we need we need a place to practice. So our our mom, Alex, is going around town looking for a skating rink, and she finds this little rinky-dink place that uh, struggling to keep the doors open, keep the lights on, run by a crotchety old hockey player, ex-minor league hockey player that uh, wants nothing to do with hockey. We won't allow hockey here. And she's like, you're not going to have hockey in your ice skating rink. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm, I hate hockey. And the, they literally pan yeah. over and cut to his photo from D2, the Mighty Ducks, the beginning when he's in like his minor league hockey uniform. Wait, Dennis, is this Gordon Bombay? We are talking to Gordon Bombay himself. So we, oh my he God, turns no to way. reveal the big guy. He's driving the Zamboni himself. <laughs> we he he starts offering his advice. Hey, you know maybe, maybe if you're trying to get get going on some on some hockey, I think uh, you sh- you should probably be doing it like this. And she's like, you know what? I know the city has funds to allocate for team sports. I can make sure you get that money from the city for letting us practice here. And he's like, done deal. Okay, I don't hate hockey anymore. There you go. And that is and that is <laughs> this kind of the setup. Without giving away too much, Gordon does get a little more involved because I will say at the first half of the episode, I'm like. Real? Are you just gonna like string us along, and then you, we get a little sprinkling of Emilio at the end? No, that's not the case. He's actually going to be a very vital character. Now, the question is, can we convince him to coach the team? That is the that is the oh. big. That's kind of the big thing that we leave it on is he he uh, he may not be able to help himself uh, sitting on the sideline and watching watching these kids try to navigate <laughs> becoming their own hockey team. But I will say my, my biggest fear was that it was going to look and feel like I'm watching a Disney Channel show. That is not the case here. Yeah. It, d- it did not feel like that. It felt very much like I was watching a Mighty Ducks movie. And I can safely say that because I literally within the last two weeks, I rewatched the first two films in preparation for trying to get in the headspace of the show. And they do a great job of just writing character voices that feel like they fit in the same world. Now, are we going to be as edgy as we were in the early 90s and say shit and damn and stuff like that? No, we we set that stuff aside. But these kids are pretty advanced for their age and they do have some like grown up humor. Like there are some concepts that although they think pretty quick for for kids and uh, it, the, the comedy throughout the film is is not lowbrow. It's not low hanging fruit. It's it's genuine. It's funny. I think it's there for everyone to enjoy. If you enjoyed, if you can still go back and enjoy watching the films today, then I see no reason why you shouldn't give the show a shot. And I think it's worth giving a solid shot. Now, I don't want to give us a slice yet, but I would give this a recommendation. I, I, I would say you should go try it. If you're remotely interested, please check out The Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney+. Plus. I had a fun time. I'm definitely going to keep up with it as it releases. And uh, maybe by the series ends, we can do a wrap Next. up uh, or see or see how it goes. I don't know. We'll see what, what you folks think. But uh, I know I'm I'm in. I'm having a good time. It's nice. cute. It's fun. I got chuckles. I got feels. Let's let's see some more. <laughs> Badass. Yeah. 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 No, I'm looking forward to that. You, you sold me. No, that that's cool, man. 
Thanks for checking it out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, some asshole uh, named Adam didn't check it out this week like he promised he would. <laughs> but I'm happy someone did, kept their word. But I will tell you, Dennis, I did watch Falcon and Winter Soldier this week. Oh, nice, nice. And like we said earlier in the episode, obviously we're already pumped for this first couple episodes, so... I'm ready to jump right in, man, if you are. Yeah, man, let's get into some spoilers. Let's deep dive into episode two of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Man, dude, the first episode, I was kind of like, meh. Then they left it off on a, on a good note. And then the way they started this episode, we're meeting the new guy who's who's the new Captain America. Yeah. And I, I, you kind of fail for him. It's like, oh, shit, right? no, this is a good guy. And he I'm like, I think I might root for him. Exactly. It's like he he didn't get to choose this. If you uh, when you really break down everything, it, it's just it's the symbolism of the shield self, too. You know, in reality, it's government property. Mm-hmm. It was never Steve's. This was this is a weapon. This is a tool yeah. meant to be used by a soldier for the army. They are just perpetuating their tool. They're still using the tool. They're using the weapon. Uh, he's carrying on the mantle, and I I understand the frustration of our of our main two dudes. They they had a close personal connection with Steve Rogers. Captain America isn't necessarily Steve Rogers, though. To them, that's who it is, and I totally respect that. Mm-hmm. But then I love this introduction of John Walker, and it's like he's just seems to be this all American yes. guy who came up into the military doing his duty, and he's just trying to do his job the best he possibly can. And I can't help but respect that. There is still that bitter mm-hmm. taste in my mouth of. But there's something else at play. Clearly, he's in on something else that uh, Sam and Buck are not aware of. And that I loved that because I, I don't know what it is, if, if it's just necessarily the the direction that they gave Wyatt Russell or if it's just the way Wyatt Russell carries himself on on screen. But he, yep. he has this like mysterious, like, what is going on behind your eyes, man? Like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I want to trust him and I want to believe him, but you know, there's something going on. And that's kind of where our guys are. We meet uh, like last week. We didn't see uh, Bucky and we didn't see Sam together, but this time Bucky's pissed that Sam gave up the shield. Yes. So he goes and confronts him. And then uh, Sam's like, I don't have time for this. I got to go do a mission. And Bucky's like, I'm coming with you. And then we're off to the races with the uh, buddy cop style show. And these guys are killing it together. Like, there, there's a point where they're fighting some guys and then Cap, the new captain, and his sidekick show up to help him out. And for a second, it's like, oh, shit, this is going to be good. They're going to work together. And this new guy can fight. And then it's like, oh, no, this new guy can't fight. He's not. And yeah. uh, definitely not the same guy. It's it's rough. I, I just to, wanted to point out, I, uh, in the, since we're talking about the scene. Uh, a face that I thought was kind of kind of fun to recognize. Erin uh, Kellyman, in case you missed it, or if you thought she looked familiar, the terrorist that was hiding inside the the container unit that starts duking it out with Bucky. That is actually she plays mm-hmm. Enfy's Nest in Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, huh, did not know that. This is the, this is not the first time she's stolen some stuff and fucked shit up. <laughs> yeah. She'll 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 do some some crazy stuff, and she seems like she's going to be a character you don't want to fuck with. Um, needless to say, the bad guys get away with the goods that they're transporting that our heroes were trying to stop them from doing. The new Captain America comes rolling up behind Bucky and Sam in like a, a Jeep. And he's like, come on, guys, hop in. And they're like, no, they just ignore him. And then they eventually get in and then they're they just get fed up and they leave. And then they, they're back in America 
And uh, one of my favorite scenes in this was uh, we're, we're meeting another guy who also got the super serum who happened to have been around the same time that Steve got it. And he's an African-American gentleman. And we're kind of in this area that seems like it's a primarily African-American area. And, and there's a little kid who sees uh, the Falcon in the winter soldier <laughs> walking down the street. And he's like, Oh man, it's the black Falcon. And Falcon's like, no man, it's just Falcon. And he's like, nah, my dad says you're the black Falcon. And he's like, well, your dad's wrong. Does he call you the black kid? And it's like, whoa yeah it was he just got burned in front of his friend i loved it it was great but uh yeah so so we find out that there were other people and like this guy does not want to talk to bucky then sam's now mad that bucky was hiding this guy from steve and him and it's like why yeah this is a guy who it's from what it appears to be because of the time he lived in the unfortunate treatment of black people in america he was then locked in prison and experimented on instead of allowed to live free and be a human, be an American. And uh, that, that immediately is what pissed him off. It's like, Oh, well, it looks like they're still, yes. they're still doing the same thing. It's just, you know, now it's you guys doing it for him instead of what I was doing for him. Is Amir, did his backstory kind of remind you a little bit of power man, or I guess Luke cage. I don't know why that kind of reminds me of Luke cage. He has the powers he's in prison. Although I know it's it's different, but I, I don't know. I had a little twinge well, of that because, um, when I was listening to him. Honestly, it's because it comes, I think it all comes down the same Weapon X program. It's it all it's all the huh. same trickle down. Everything comes back to Captain America being the first successful super soldier. True. And there were others after him. Uh, uh, if you follow the line, Wolverine is a descendant, basically a uh, chemical descendant of Captain America by way of they are both recipients of variations of the same super soldier project. Mm. They're all, you know, these are all Weapon X involved characters. Now, I'm I would very much like for the MCU to really dive into this type of thing to really start. I, I think that's another fantastic way of starting to combine the worlds together. So we don't have to keep making up the all these new stories and keep figuring out how mm-hmm. to make these things connect to each other. That's it right there. Weapon X. Aside yeah. from that. <laughs> Another thing that I really loved about it is they bring in the race car there. There's a point where Bucky and Sam are talking and then like white cops roll up and like, sir, is this guy giving you a hard time? And, and they're they're thinking that fucking Sam is is hassling Buck. And they're like, no, sir. And like. After a while, the other cops like, do you know who that is? That's 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 the Falcon. And once once he finds out the black man is a superhero, he's like, oh, I love you. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. And it's like just seeing firsthand that he has to deal with this shit. It's like, holy shit. It's like there's jokes with this buddy comedy, but there's also real life heart and soul. Yeah, there's very real things uh, that that it addresses. It's. It, it's it's intense how much they they can cram into this hour because I I watched the episode twice just to make sure I caught everything and there's a lot going on. Mm. I I got to be honest, I kind of wondered if uh, the uh, if Isaiah's character was going to end up being someone like a Sergeant Rock or one of the old like Marvel military characters, not necessarily a superhero mm-hmm. outright or originally, but one of the ones that ended up becoming a superhero folded into the superhero universe. Uh, which I thought would would have been cool because that was that used to be a lot more popular of just the straight action comic series where it wasn't based in a superhero format. There isn't someone putting on a costume. There isn't someone with powers of any kind. But that's uh, this is still cool. I like the, I, I like that we're going further back. Yeah, because it's true. There there was never 
there was never only just one Captain America per se. There is many other super soldiers that we have developed along the way. So mm-hmm. keep digging into that story. And another scene that I loved uh, is when Bucky and Sam are in therapy together. Oh my god! It's yes. In the, like Funny that scene was, in it's the like episode. there was. <laughs> there was there's comedy, but there's also heart because they're both actually bearing their soul to one another. And it's like, oh, wow, these characters have feelings. It's Absolutely. just there's so much going on in the show. And I feel like I'm intrigued to see where it's going next. Absolutely. And we find out that because uh, they were arrested, but they were set free by the new Captain America. And he's like, no, you guys now work for me. You're going to come do stuff for me. And they're like, no, that's not what we do. And he's like, fine. If you're not working with me, you're against me. So it's like, whoa, this guy who I was rooting for in the opening scene of this show is now the guy. I, I don't like him. And the way they end this episode, where they're going, the character that they brought in. I'm like, oh, fuck, he's finally coming in, man. This is uh, they know how to end an episode. This these these writers. Yep. It's 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 a tease that I was expecting after the in the credit roll of the previous episode. You unmistakably mm-hmm. see a graffiti art version of Baron Zemo's face and the at least the, the comic book, like the ski yeah. mask version of him. They did it. They finally dropped it. They dropped the hat. And it's like, all right, we're if we're going to get some information on Hydra, who do we know that knows everything we know about Hydra? Well, how about. One of the <laughs> one of the most interior members ever, and that's going to be Zemo himself. And I, and I like that you, you're going to be able to talk to him. Are you just going to be able to sit and talk to him? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like I don't believe that for a second, Buck. No, way. yeah, you're going to punch it like not lights at up. all. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. yeah, solid solid show. I'm still having a great time. I was already on board the last episode but I'm way more on board now, man. But I think we only have four episodes left. I think it's only a six episode season. Oh, that's, I mean, that's okay. You know, like I, I don't want every one of these series to go on forever. Six, six episodes like this. That's awesome. This feels like an MCU movie, just elongated. 100%. So I, I think that's going to do it for the episode, Dennis. I don't know. What do you think? We got a lot of stuff in there. I'm going to have a lot more of these um, animated DC features uh, for sure. I, I don't know why. I just can't help. They're just so much fun to get through. Picking through which ones are going to be good, hopefully. Um, but I'm, I've am i already decided I'm going to try to start back from the beginning and try to watch as many of them in mm. chronological order as I can. I already got Superman Doomsday under my belt which we might I, I might review in next week's episode or uh, include somewhere else. You'll just have to keep an eagle eye out, but I will start rattling down the list. I want to I want to get into some new stuff. I know we got there's some new releases coming around the corner as well as the Harley Quinn series. So whole lot of fun animated DC stuff. Just oh, great series. You got to check that out. I'm very excited to get into this into this world. Sometimes the uh, the throwbacks aren't as good as we remember them to be, but uh, it's good to take a risk on something new and uh, you get rewarded. That That's enough of your time. I now now it's time for you to go start watching some of these movies. And uh, if you if you're looking for a movie to watch or you got something to tell us about watching, why don't you hit us up on one of the socials? You know, the big ones, Twitter, Instagram. I don't know, maybe a Facebook or something for uh, Facebook and YouTube, though. Make sure it's Movie Toast News and Reviews everywhere else. Movie underscore toast. Uh, check it out. And also, also. Adam, did you hear? I don't think you heard. Whoa, what? What's that? Movie Toast the Fest. Yeah? You're a liar, Dennis. I'm true. And no way those Movie Toast guys are having a festival. And no way is what? it at filmfreeway.com. Backslash Movie Toast the Festival? 
No way. Well, I guess they're just going to have to go check that page out on their own to find out if we're telling the truth, which we are. In December, we are going to host your films, people. We want to talk to you. We want to we want to interview you about your shit. We want to watch your shit. We want to get eyes on your stuff because we know it's hard making films. We know it's a labor of love and money and time and effort. And sometimes you just don't get the audience. And we want to be that audience. And we want our audience to be a community. And uh, that's why we were throwing this festival. It's going to be fun. It's all digital. So you can do it at home. You don't got to leave. You don't got to travel. And it's just going to be a fun day. I don't Absolutely, know. I'm, I'm jazzed for it, Dennis. Yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. I'm excited. Well, guys, thanks for listening this week. Uh, Hopefully you liked our stuff, uh, like the reviews, or if you disagree, like Dennis said, hit us up on the socials. But please, one thing that we really would appreciate if you guys go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Any honest review is a review that we would like to see. We want to know what you guys think of the show, what works, what doesn't work, what you love, what you hate. Let us know, please. Review us. Review the review. Yeah. Ooh, that's some fucking inception style stuff dennis (laughs) i love it well folks as always we we leave the off with a wish of stay toasty 